All right, let's do All this. All right. <clears throat> Episode 75 of Stick and Rink Hockey Podcast, otherwise known as just a Stick and Rink Podcast. We're pretty popular in Vancouver here. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, what you can expect is just a whole ton of something. Uh, I haven't really been able to label it yet. I've been going at this for about a year now, and um, I've just kind of narrowed it down to, to something. So uh, get ready for something. Let your ears enjoy something. Uh, sit back, relax, and crack something. Boys, how you doing? You can insert the intro there. That's what that was for. You like that? Yeah, I always do that. Have you noticed? Have you caught on? Yeah. You always say, boys, how you doing? I just fucking throw in the intro. Yeah. And then Josh comes in and says something dumb. And then I ask you guys, how the fuck are we doing? Josh, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Nice. Um, That's it? That's all you got for me? Dude, I'm fucking pumped. Yes. I'm pumped. Yeah, dude. You look like you just touched a power wire with your hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that's from the excitement of the Canucks winning. Dude, seriously, Fuck. that was fucking electric. And the worst part was... Oh, fuck. I just played into that, didn't I? <laughs> you really were. Holy fuck. I didn't even realize so that. Um... Dude, that was a crazy game uh, with 4 nothing lead, and I'm at work, and the people I'm working with are like, yeah, we got this, we got this. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, even as a Canucks, even not really as a Canucks fan, I'm like, you guys are choke artists. I'm like, this league could be fucking pissed away, man. It like, let's evaporate. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, when St. Louis pulled their goalie at eight minutes, I'm like, well, here we go. Here, the comeback starts. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're down by three, but it can happen. Yeah. But no crazy game, unreal Absolutely. game. Everyone came out to play, depth scoring up and down the lineup. Yeah. Huge win. And on to Vegas. On to Vegas, baby. Raffle, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, I'm in this weird, like, space of mind right now where you know when you're like really tired and everything's kind of like fun and like you're giggly and everything yeah I, yeah i kind of related to being baked so that's, <laughs> that's kind of how i'm feeling right now Fuck yeah uh josh i have a question for you hi how did it feel watching the uh the canucks game yesterday and being on the other side of a 6-2 game after <gasps> calgary played dallas it was seven was it it was seven two dick face i think it was like seven uh, four seven three maybe yeah, seven four. It was seven four. It was seven four. Seven. No, honestly, okay. Here's my seven thing. something. If we're gonna get into the, if we're gonna get into this, the theme of today. Something. Elijah, how you doing? Let's just before fucking I, fantastic, dude. Like I was buckled yesterday. I was we went to a whiskey bar, um, <laughs> and I'll just come. I'll I'll get ahead of this story as well. That I am a full fledged pussy when it comes to hard alcohol. Like I love <laughs> I love my cocktails, but if you'd like give me just warm ass bourbon, warm ass scotch, dude. Like I love drinking it, but. Fuck, does it just burn? Like, yeah, it yeah. burns. Um, it hurts. So, hit up some fried. I hit up some. Bur- I hit up a bourbon flight with some fried chicken. <laughs> that was dope. Fried chicken is money. Ooh, yeah. And uh, eventually, just got way too many like domestic beers in my system where my mouth felt pasty this morning. Um, <laughs> I I loved your confidence last night though. Because yeah. you've been trying to plan this recording for like a week now. You're like 8 a.m. Like, yeah, like, like 8 a.m. No yeah. chance. <laughs> we no, no, that, that, we that, literally, 10. That, the 8 a.m. was a joke. They, uh, you, no fucking chance. If we said, yeah, you were for sure going to be a Josh. My fucking humor doesn't come through very well on, on, on Dude, a Dude, he was still would have been buckled from the night before if he showed up. He was up. still drunk. You saw him, see him pull up into the stall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, so to answer your question, I'm not feeling great, but I'm doing fucking fantastic. Thanks. All right. I love it. Um, back to your original question <laughs> of how I'm feeling. You know what? Honestly, um, that's, you know, what? yesterday we were trying to figure out or last episode, we were trying to figure out what's Josh's like thing that he always repeats. What's you know what? Like, honestly, yeah, yeah, Josh, you know what? Honestly, and Josh using the word honestly, like let's just clip the 80 times he says, you know yeah. what? Honestly, <laughs> just, so would you, are you, are your other thoughts dishonest? Is that why you have to say honestly? Yeah, we're not fact-based podcast. So, yeah. you know, it's, we're a lying podcast. Yeah, we're we're not even podcast. an honest-based podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not even a podcast. <laughs> Dude, we, don't, we don't even have integrity. <laughs> um, no professionalism. But honestly speaking, what were you saying? Uh, it, with, with, with Dallas's win, I think the most frustrating part for me was just the seven unanswered goals. Like that is just that just can't happen in the playoff game. You know what? If Cal like if you get a lead and Calgary like scored one to like keep it close and then they just eventually like pulled away. Uh uh-uh. uh. Didn't go that way. It was just seven unanswered. Like they literally scored three or four and then they just rolled over and died. 
And like, that was it. And that was the end of the series. And I'm just like, wow. I think Matthew Kachuk not being in the lineup does not help at all. At all. Um, they scored three, and then I texted you asking if Calgary was going to blow the lead. To be honest, one goal at a time. To, to be good. honest, though, I I actually didn't see it until after the after they had won. Really? And I'm like, I'm not even going to fucking reply to that. <laughs> like, I instantly got so mad about it. So and weird. there was that video. I think Chicklets tweeted it out, and I think it was trending on Twitter of like. Them scoring, I don't know what goal it was, but you see Kachuk like in the booth and he just like tosses something to the side. And you're like, so and you're like, fuck. I'm like, Kachuk's on his way home by now. Like yeah. he's, yeah, he's going. So it was tough, but. And you know what? Let's move into the Canucks, how, how that game went. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to uh, tie a string to each of these games and connect them. But the Canucks, I mean, dominating performance in game six. Yeah. Um, not the way we saw any of us saw that going. I know. I mean, I, well, you called it. You called overtime. Yeah. Like that's the one thing I thought. I mean, I thought. We were going to get the best St. Louis and we were going to get the best Vancouver. And I still thought we had a great chance of pulling away. Totally. But not that way. Yeah. And well, you, you, what it came down to was a gamble of playing Bennington. I don't disagree with the start, but yeah. that's what you get with a gamble is that sometimes it doesn't go that way. You have to roll the dice. Yeah. Right. It's, absolutely. it's just like going red or black and fucking roulette. Like, oh, and just, sorry. So I, I did want to connect what I was saying is I wanted to connect the two is that I heard this on the radio one time and I thought it was very interesting is that. This year, with with the bubble hockey, with just the the completely unique dynamic of of being away from your family for this long, yeah. is that teams in an elimination game are like they are rolling over all the time. Like, hmm. I, I I don't I don't think that teams are like starting out the game thing like kind of not caring, but I think like at the first point of adversity, like with Calgary, how they're like like they have the lead, all the things are going great, they probably want to win that game, but the moment they're hit with like a punch back, it's kind of like. You know, you have everyone's human, man. You have this little seed in your head that says, "Normal in a normal world where you say, fuck, I just want to win the cup. Everything, and you're like, you get your family. Everything's normal. In this world, if you lose, you get to go home. Like, yeah, kind true. of a bonus, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you don't I think, subscribe to that? No, I, I think these guys are competitors. This is a job. Absolutely. Um, now, obviously, having said that is, you know, I, I would say most people, I say most because there's some workaholics out there, but most people, family comes first before work. So, you know, I think there is always going to be that intangible. Um, and... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think though, like these guys, like they're so competitive. Though I, I do think that, and, and and I think that's where they kind of separate themselves from the the mere mortals. I guess you could say is like these guys, like this desire to win, it is fucking crazy. Like yeah. they they obviously want to win. They're there for a reason. Like they're not just there to play fucking hockey, play a regular season game, and then go home and see their family. Like they're there. Like they worked hard all season long. Like there's a lot of guys like. You know that obviously want to prove something and and yeah. you know want to get over the hump. So and, and you know what I saw it a lot less with the Blues. I think that they're. I think it was just a, a tough game for Benny and and it puts them behind the eight ball with that. But but look around the league. Like you had Washington, just yeah. bend over. You had yeah. like Carolina, Carolina, yeah, Calgary. First point of adversity done. Yeah, Columbus, Columbus. Like all yeah. these teams. Like there's there's some sort of trend and it's it's. I, I totally understand it. I mean, what I'm saying is, yes, all, all these athletes are uber competitive and some of the most best competitors on the planet, but mm-hmm. they're also human. And, yeah. and there's going to be that one, two percent seed in your brain that says it's it's not as bad as it sounds losing. You know, you this know? is this is an interesting, uh, an interesting thing I was just huh? thinking of. Vancouver is the only team that played in the qualifiers to actually make it into the second round. No other Team, like all the underdogs were eliminated in the first round. Yeah. We're the only seed that was actually not favored to win that one. Like to, that too. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Raf just said we're the only Canadian Can, we're team. We're Canada's right? team. Yeah. We're Canada's team now. Sorry, Toronto. You fucking losers. Um, <laughs> we're here to take the flag. Thanks. Yeah. Seriously. So, yeah. I mean, just breaking down that game, um, you know, with, the four nothing lead, like bit I think that was a huge mistake to put Bennington in. Um, but you'll we also forgot to mention we have an interview today. Oh yeah. Yeah, we so we brought on the Vegas Nightly Boys. The Vegas Night guys. Uh yeah, they do the podcast for the Golden Knights on the hockey podcast. So who Network. is it? Dave Carlos. Dave Carlo. Dave Carlo. And um I wanna say I don't think Nick's right. No. No, Mike? No. No. Fuck. What's his name? Why does why No, where's said Dave? Dave Eric Carlo? 
Eric. Eric. Fuck. There it is. Sorry, Dave, Eric. Eric and Carl. <laughs> Eric was the one that was pissing me off the most, to yeah. be honest. So that's so. why we, we dummied his name like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but, but Eric actually did bring up a good point. He's like, how can you... He's like, you can't not go to Bennington in an elimination game because if you lose, people are like, well, you started the backup. What what else would you expect? Like, Bennington is due for a win. He yeah. hadn't won in any of the qualifying games. He lost in games one and two to Van. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, for St. Louis, I think Vancouver, like, we did a lot of things right, especially in that one game. Like, I feel like, you know, there was maybe a little bit of nervousness when uh, St. Louis uh, scored with 12 minutes to go in the third to make it 4-1. That kind of got the heart rate um, going a little bit. But overall, like just pure depth scoring, Besser kind of you know, got one, which was I think he really needed that. Yeah. So hopefully that carries in. Um, but dude, like solid win and Tyler Mott man it, it happens every year there's always one team that has one player they play out of their fucking mind and and that's it and like they get overpaid when they're a UFA and that's just the way it goes yeah, that's exactly the way it goes yeah um i would say so in this game um really for me obviously the the opening goal by beagle um, huge huge like yeah. that that kind of puts the doubt in the mind of Bennington right away. That and like it went cups. off his glove and went top corner. And yeah. if you're Bennington, you're like, dude, I had a piece. Like, exactly. And it's yeah. a role player. It really invigorates the Canucks. I think, honestly, the one of the ceiling points of this victory was later in the first when we get our first two penalties. I mean, yeah. like, like uh, I think Mott got a penalty and Beagle. Yeah. Like two very good penalty killers go to the box. That game could have easily been 2-1. Yeah. You know, and and so I think by us coming out and killing that power play and, and them not looking great on it, um, that opened the door for the second period, which was usually our worst period, usually yeah. where we got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but no, all of a sudden 100%. the boys came out within the first five minutes. Like, yeah. And, and, and you know what? Like it looked, I think it was our third goal where it was just like a, it was a sloppy pass. It was the Roussel goal. Yeah. Um, and it was just a bad turnover by St. Louis. And, you know, in the midst of like them trying to scramble, they, they took a delayed penalty. They tripped. I think they tripped Roussel. Um, and, and at that point, I'm just like St. Louis, like, I just, I don't think they have it today. Yeah. It just seemed like there were just, you know, things that just didn't go right on the back end for him. Um, like include, obviously including their goaltending. So, yeah. you know, honestly, I'm happy about it. Um, but dude, we got Vegas now. We got Vegas. So here's here's a take for you. If we get past Vegas, I think we have a really good shot at getting to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, because you kind of look at Colorado as a bit more vulnerable. I I There's just I it. just think like the depth of Colorado is very much similar to us. Like if we're gonna get into a yeah. shootout, well, let's get into a shootout because we'll beat Colorado in goaltending and we'll beat them on defense. I think Quinn Hughes is playing a lot better than Kale McCarr. Um, and, and even even past that, I mean, yeah, even past we got that, more than them. yeah, like we've we've actually got like a lot of good defensemen. So, you know, honestly. And, and Dallas, I like our chances against Dallas too. Absolutely. Again, like that's 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 if this is a huge if. I can't stress that enough because this is going to be our toughest matchup. Yeah, and, yeah. So I, before we chuck it over to our Vegas interview, one one topic point about Vegas that I didn't we didn't get to touch on in the interview was the defense matchup, which I find very interesting. Of just the Blues defense versus the night the Knights defense. Yeah. I think the Blues defense was better in terms on paper. Like uh, the Blues defense, I mean, you got those two towers in the back, and yeah. Falk played out of his mind good. Yeah, uh, out of his mind's a bit generous, but no, played but very he did good. have some pretty big goals and some yeah. pretty big plays. So he was, he was skating good. So yeah, and then you look at Vegas. I mean, it's the same sentiment that I have about everything else. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no there's no Norris candidate on that that back end. No, and with Shea Theodore maybe being their best defenseman, yeah, I, I just think that they have a lot of really good, really maybe even great defensemen, but no superstars again. Yeah, so. If there's some, you know, if there's just average defense back there, I think with what we just played, this mm-hmm. might bode well for the Canucks forwards. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, I think the toughest task is going to be their goaltending uh, that they're going to have to face. Like Leonard's hot, Flurry is a proven winner. Yeah. Um, you know, like these guys aren't Jordan Bennington; they're not Jake Allen. Like, you know, so I think Vancouver. Like, you look at St. Louis; they had. 
good, really good defense, and I would say below average goaltending in yeah. this series, not like the way on paper, out. the yeah. way it played out. Yeah. Now I think you're going just, uh, you know, slightly above average defense with I would say above above average goaltending. Yeah, like they don't have superstars in there, but they have for goaltending. But, for goaltending, but you could argue like they have two really solid like two goalies. Yeah. Like really I, I, solid. I might even say more than solid. And you know what? The Vegas guys are going to get so rattled at the fact that we just said that they have no superstars in net and no superstars in defense. They're going to get so rattled when they find out we said that. But like, seriously though, well, like, but like what superstars though? Like uh, I, I, I mean, I, for goalie, if, if, okay, if fine. you say for, Marks, for, do you say, if you say Markstrom's a superstar, which he's not, they're not superstars. Let's not no. get into an argument about a word, but, but, this Fine. year I, my wording my word choice may have been poor i think uh, i think yeah. leonard i think leonard is really good he's not a superstar no. flurry is a superstar i would yeah, say it's just a weird word and especially because if you look at these like if you just put it into a, a vacuum and you say who's the best goalie of these playoffs yeah you'd say probably markstrom's one of them yeah uh, and leonard's one of them mm-hmm. like you know they're out of the eight goalies that are going to play games yeah that's left maybe eight to ten goalies they're probably top three yeah. or four so yeah I'm curious to see what type of um to see what type of style of play Vancouver does. Like, yeah. do you think they stick with the run and gun? I think they have to because, so. like Vegas, like they'll. I yeah. think they're so technical. They're not the fastest team, oh, but pretty fast. Are they? Yeah, they're quite a fast team. Speed it's, battle. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Track. Hey, but maybe. you know what though? This might be actually be in our benefit then because yeah. we're not we're not going to get bullied. Like you'll hear in the interview, like um, Eric was saying that Mark Stone is going to bully Pedersen. He's going to bully him more technically, but not physically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we should jump over to it. I love that. Love it. Enjoy the go. interview. <laughs> Hello, bonjour, hello, hey, hiya and previet hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck podcast. The show where two blokes from Blighty talk about everything to do with European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. From the Russian KHL to the Swedish Hockey League, the Finnish Liga to the Swiss National League, the British Elite League to the Alps Hockey League, we talk about anything and everything European hockey. Catch our podcast every Friday from August the 28th, however you get your podcasts, and on the Europuck Podcast YouTube channel. The Europuck Podcast, giving you guys European hockey. All right, we are pleased. We are... uh rough word we are skeptical about the <laughs> vegas nightly boys joining us now from the hockey podcast network they represent the vegas knights brand and covering that show twice a week and they've done a fantastic job building their brand and, and putting up the show so i've got carlo here i've got eric and i've got dave um boys we, we started this as friends um throughout the 20 30 minutes of this last uh we might be sworn enemies by the end of it. how are you doing though we we have always been sworn enemies. I don't know if you've known that. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that we've ever been sworn enemies because doesn't Vancouver have to beat Vegas? Oh, <laughs> regulation for us to even consider it anything. So you're you're comparing it more to like a like a human on a doormat rather than like a like a arch nemesis kind of equal thing is what you're saying. Oh, for oh for sure. I mean, hey, we're super excited to get another easy easy round two uh, victory in here. Just put us straight onto the uh, Western Conference Final. We're happy to be able to play Vancouver in the second round. Oh, well, my God. Hey, yeah, and I'm going to go on that, too. It's like, you know, I can't wait for, you know, a couple of years from now when it's actually a rivalry, you know, when everybody else in the division is falling apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. That, hey, that's the positive side of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck. Honestly, guys, like, I don't really want to talk to you right now after that slide. <laughs> and you know actually, what? Actually, I don't blame you. I mean, we can just go, go from here. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to fucking bury you when we play on tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Josh is going to do his part. You better believe it. When this series starts, me and Josh, we are going to do our part as a podcast to, you know, whatever the Canucks deal with us. If it's uh, if they really lay an egg, we'll find a way to turn that yeah. into an omelet. Yeah, 100%. So. <laughs> Same here, guys. I mean, we, we I also lay it on my team when they do bad. But when you when you guys do bad, you better, you better get prepared for all the uh, – shenanigans yeah, yeah. well i mean uh, when vancouver does bad i mean we light our city on fire so yeah um, win or lose yeah, the city's it's, burning it's yet to be determined i mean uh, <laughs> the only difference with vegas is though that that city like 
the citizens just i feel like that city's on fire like seven days a week just with the type of city it is man. it's well, just a riot literally, literally right it's, now with all the smoke from the california fires invading oh, the city right now geez, and it, it's it's already 120 degrees right now too oh, so it's like 40 right. degrees you guys 120 so, degrees that's what was that in celsius what, what is that in Summer's, you know, 110, 115 today. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't use the metric system. We have no fucking idea what that is. Yeah, that's itself. about sorry. What the, fu- what the fuck is a mile? Like, why do you guys do that? It's 1.6 kilometers. Come on, dude. Oh, my Figure God. That yeah, that's, that's wild. Okay, let's jump into some hockey talk, though. Fuck all the seriousness and the weather and all the devastation. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Let's go. Right. That's 37 Celsius. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Holy I'd be shit. so things. I'd it's a regular Tuesday for us. Yeah, that's just that's, that's, a, that's a Tuesday in August. Yeah. Well, just out of curiosity, like, do all three of you guys live in Vegas, or like, what's the deal here? Yep. Yes, sir. Um, we go to games me, all the time. Originally, I, originally, I was born in Michigan. I moved out here in 2006. Hence the Michigan State shirt. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, I don't and the Red Wings. Probably wearing it because you have so many Wolverines on the. Canucks team, so I figured I'd wear this. Yeah. <laughs> Very representative. Good stuff. I okay, so here's here's the situation. Canucks heroically move on. What a series. Uh, we have people stepping up left and right. Um, you know, it was we were the underdogs. We came through. We really we really kicked them right in the crotch in the last game. Uh, Vegas, you know, uh, they took care of business. Some people would say that Chicago probably should have won the series, but it is what it is. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know about Wait, I, who says that? Sources confirm. I, I, I have it on good, good, uh, good authority that just the majority of, of some people here and there chose <laughs> Chicago in seven. Um, so, so the but, players' parents thought that maybe they should have <laughs> got a participation trophy and moved on. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. either way, you know what? Now we're here. On Sunday, it kicks off the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, I couldn't be happier. Um, obviously, just as a fan of hockey, we get second-round hockey. I, I don't know if you guys were, like, what the bar of expectation was for the Knights this year, if, oh. especially with the return to play, if this is expected or, you know, oh, if yeah. this is the bottom Very line. expected. So, yeah, it was against Chicago. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, yeah, I, think, like, I think going into the round robin and the return to play, everybody in Vegas kind of had their expectations of if they didn't make it to the Western Conference final, they would be some level of disappointment or some level of failure. So for them to move on as easily through the first round, that's, that was fairly expected, especially how they played that round robin, getting the one seed. That has been a big benefit to uh, Vegas so far. So I think everybody has tempered expectations currently still. I think you're starting to – creep into a little bit more hey this team can be a true cup contender but yeah. without seeing how everybody was going to play up front it was just kind of tough to tell but now you're starting to get more more serious expectations on okay hey you can see this going to even deeper yeah totally and and you know obviously um i didn't really watch a whole lot of the chicago and vegas series but like every time I looked at the scoreboard, like the scores were like three one, four one, like the, it, like it was almost a sheer dominance. Like, um, who and and I'm gonna ask you guys a question because I actually don't know. But who? That's a good start. You should do that. Who's who's starting? <laughs> who's starting in goal for Vegas though? Is it? Is it <laughs> we don't know either. <laughs> well, so so they played five question. games. Yeah, they played five games against Chicago. Leonard got four of them. Flurry got one of them. He got the first end of the back-to-back. So right. right now it looks like Leonard's your starter. Um, going back to your point on when you were watching the, the scores or scoreboard watching, most of the games were closer than they should have been. Right. When it, com- when it came to territorial play and possession and puck possession, all the things, Vegas absolutely dominated. If you follow any of the yeah. um, natural stat trick or any of the following Dom on, on, from the athletic he had a great write-up just now, but they were above 60% when it came to expected goals and everything. Wow. So they really, really played well, but the score didn't necessarily uh, reflect it. I think first game was 4-1, but everything else was a one-goal game from here yeah. on out. Uh, Corey Crawford played out of his mind, especially in a uh, game uh, four. Yeah. I mean, I think my question to you, and, and Elijah still calls me crazy for this, but – like going into the series or even into the qualifying like uh, round when Chicago was playing Edmonton, you know, whenever I, I'm in this mentality of no matter what seed Chicago is in, like they, they, they're a playoff team. Like they're, they're that dynasty. Like were you guys at all worried um, about, about Chicago, like in any way or, did, or I, were you, 
Or was the I mentality mean, just being like, we got this? I mean, there's always, like, it's hockey. Like, you know, Columbus swept Tampa Bay last year. Like, anything can happen. True. But we, we, we felt really confident as a, as a fan base as a whole that the Golden Knights can pull it through. Because yeah. we, we are – we look at our team and we think it's a really, really good team from top to bottom. I think our right. forward lines is probably one of the deepest lines in in hockey right now. And yeah. and our defensive, our top four is very underrated, especially with the emergence of the- Shea Theodore. And I look around the league and fans around the league, like nobody talks about Shea Theodore. And yeah. nobody understands how good he actually is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the past, yeah, he, the we were talking about him having a breaking out party this year and, and he's coming through right now. I mean, he already has four goals uh, this year, including the Ron Robin, and the record for defensemen is seven. Yeah, and yeah. you got to understand that Vegas has only played eight games because they, they played a round Robin and uh, beat the Hawks in uh, five. Right. And, and people really don't really talk about Shea Theodore a lot because he had a really slow start because everybody forgot that uh, last offseason he was diagnosed with cancer and he really – didn't have oh, that off season yeah. of training and he had a really rough start. And then since December, he, his act, like there's only one other defenseman that scored more points than Shea Theodore from September to the, the stoppage. And it was only Roman Yossi. Shea right. Theodore was second in points. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, like looking up and down your lineup, like right before we were, we recorded Elijah's like, you know, I'm trying to find holes in this lineup and, and, and there really aren't a whole lot. And, like Vegas, like you guys, you guys obviously know, like you guys are notorious for no matter, you know, where you guys are at in the series, like some teams, like, you know, they'll shorten their bench to reduce that fourth line. And like Vegas, like you guys just roll all four lines consistently, like all the time. Like I've never seen like that bench ever get short. Like there's effectiveness, like on every single line. I mean, I think sometimes that, uh, the fourth line yeah, doesn't uh, get as was, much minutes if we are trailing yeah. sometimes, but yeah, that's, uh, I think that's pretty classic for, for playoff. Hockey, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But the third line, they still roll the third line, like, like normal, like we're, they are very calm. This is the first time actually we had a very competent third line mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it's really weird because that's just because we let go of Cody Eakin and he doesn't have to anchor that third <laughs> line anymore. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so boys, I know, I know Josh said that I, I was struggling to find holes in this lineup and, uh, you know, I was kind of getting stumped a bit, but, um, this is bad news for you. I found a hole. Uh, do you guys okay. want to know about it? All right. Um, is it? You, you guys might not have listened to, to my hockey takes and kind of what I value on a, on a hockey game very often. And you might not be familiar with it, but, um, it's actually, uh, sources also confirm that it's actually the most important stat when it comes to just straight up winning and it's faceoff percentage. Um, oh, <laughs> so unfortunately, the Vegas Golden Knights are a a sour 16th in the league with a 50% faceoff rate, whereas the Canucks are second in the league. We so, did. Um, we did. We did. If that doesn't convince you that a four four game sweep is coming, I'm not really sure if there's any room for that in your head. But um, what what what's your first impression of hearing that? It's funny, actually, you mentioned that because I actually uh, we were we're we're about to post this stat actually uh, later on in our uh, podcast. That I actually compiled the, the the top five centers of both of each teams because yeah. we included the, the fifth center because sometimes you know when a center gets hurt. This, but yeah, um, our number one center, William Carlson. Is the worst at faceoffs. He's <laughs> he, so like, wild, Bill. I love that. Wild, wild, Bill. Forty-one point seven four percent. Yeah. Oh wild, God. Here, here's the thing about Wild Bill. He's an amazing. What does he do? Does he just show up and talk to the fucking <laughs> rap as he drops <laughs> the locker? Like, the other guy gets kicked out. That's what he hopes for. He's like, he's, okay, get the other guy kicked out. Yeah. William Carlson would be considered like because he's a really good two-way player. So he could be like considered like maybe a, a selkie. In a name, like I don't know about top five, but if he's better at faceoffs, <laughs> but he's so bad at it, yeah, that's, it's been that's there since. The, that's one of the been like that forever. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Kate, so let's. I'll, I'll jump into Mark a bit Stone more serious one. Sorry, I cut you off there, but um, <laughs> um. So I honestly, my opinion of of Robin Leonard, I, I was, I, I do. He he's quite a phenomenal goaltender in the last few years. Um, but I'll admit, I was quite shocked to see him get quite a bit of the load when it comes to playoffs. Can you just refresh me on, on what the situation was like pre COVID? Like, you know, if, if this whole thing hadn't have happened, do you think it still would have shaken out where Leonard gets most of these games or was it, it, did it come down to like the kind of training camp that we had? 
I, I think it depends a little. So when he got – when they traded for him in February, uh, right at the deadline, he came in. There were six games that they played. So he got three and Fleury got three. Um, both of them played well. Leonard obviously had, had lost. And then COVID happened. So at that point, it's, it's tough to tell. Obviously, then when they came back for phase two, phase three, training camp, he, uh, he performed really well and then got the majority of the round-robin games, got two of the three, and then obviously four out of the five. Um, tough to say what would have happened had, had COVID not happened. But I think if he performed as, as he is right now, he would have got him. Because you got to understand, this team is – only out for one thing the ownership group the management team is there to only win they don't care about anything else they fired Mm -hmm. Turk who won Jack Adams two years ago Um, there's no loyalty anymore so if they think Leonard gives them a better chance as much as long as Fleury's been here hey we love him he's the face of the franchise but if they think if Pete DeBoer believes that Leonard gives them a better chance to win this game he's gonna put Leonard in there now the fan base is losing their fucking mind over it but I'm happy as, as a fan because I know that the team only wants to win. Yeah, it's a civil and- war right now, guys. It looks like Vancouver in two, 2011 in the fan base right now. <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about Twitter, dude. Twitter is always just at war with each other. I feel like that's, it's, a, it's a united on no friends kind of thing. This is even worse. Like This goalie, yeah. co- this goalie thing is ridiculous. Because you have hey. your, your Flurry loy- loyalist and your, your – uh, Leonard apologists and it's just clashing. Yeah, and there are there are there are reasonable people in the middle. Well, dude, shitty They're time like, being flurry. Like, I mean, this guy is just a class act and, and an A one teammate, but like, he just gets passed around and like constantly performs out of his mind, like playoff flurry. And then yeah. like you know, here we go. We brought in Robin Leonard, tandem goalie. Nope, sunk. Just just Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, look at us wrong. We still love flurry, but we we whoever Pete's gonna put in that, we're gonna support him a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have confidence in either one of them, and yeah. like you said, it's like a civil war out there right now because people have their loyalties, especially after the first season. But yeah. right now, this civil war is probably worse than it was when Turk got fired. Yeah, yeah, because that was that was ridiculous too. Like, it's not like we're St. Louis. If we put Binnington in there, we we, we won't have confidence in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Hey, like I, I was um I was at work when I was watching that game yesterday, and I was shocked to see Bennington and net. Like I, I had no idea what the hell they were doing. I don't know if they wanted to just go with their guy because he's obviously won a cup. He's proven he can do it. He had but, such bad playoffs though, man. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? And I fully agree with you. I'm like, this guy didn't win one. Like St. Louis, didn't they go 0-4 in the round robin? Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, and three. Sorry, I should say. And then yeah, and he lost his first two games of the first round. No, he didn't. He didn't yeah. win the game as their starter. No. Yeah, this, so, yeah. Yeah, I, it's crazy with, with Jordan Bennington. But um, anyway, I think, I kinda I think that came down to – just one quick point on that. I think it came down to, at the end of the day, you can't get eliminated without going back to the guy that won you the cup. You have Absolutely. to give him the chance. Otherwise, it would have been second-guessed if Jake Allen went out and had that same game. If he gives up four, it would have right. been worse than Bennington giving up four because Bennington won the cup for you. For your- yeah, that that goes back to your loyalty again. Yeah. That goes back to loyalty again with the with the Flurry and Leonard. That's why we went with Leonard because mm-hmm. uh, he performed better during training camp and the and the postseason. Throughout the, yeah. that's why we went with Leonard. If you mm-hmm. went by loyalty, you're going to go with Flurry. Yeah, yeah. That, well, you have just, faith in either one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think just some obviously um, diff- different coaching styles, obviously, right? Like there's those people that, you know, they have their loyalty to their starter and, you know, or you can have that mentality of Vegas. It's like, who's going to give us the better chance to win? But um, I kind of want to shift gears uh, more so in turn- terms of Canucks. We are Canucks podcast. So as much yeah, as I course, love fucking yeah. pumping <laughs> Vegas's tires, you guys are shit. Um, <laughs> oh. So, I think one thing that I will say is we brought on, I forget who it was. It was someone. Uh, Walker, I think I know uh, you're about to say. Yeah. Like sport- who he wanted. Yeah. Sorry. Like who he wanted to play. Is that what you're about to no, say? No, 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 no. Oh, about in terms of household names um, that haven't necessarily reached uh, down to the, the U.S. or like kind of down towards like, yeah, essentially U.S. hockey markets. Like, you know, Elias Pedersen is one of those guys. Quinn oh, no. We, we know about Elias. Yeah, but they're. I think. I think their their talent is a little bit under underestimated to certain teams. Like I feel like right now, like they're doing themselves a good, um, you know, a good job at like putting their themselves on the map. 
But are you guys at all worried about any Canuck players on their team? Like, if you guys were to give me, like, three guys, like, who are you guys worried about? Hughes. Patterson. Markstrom. Yeah, Markstrom, you're right. Markstrom. Patterson. Markstrom, Hughes, and Markstrom. Just sorry to cut you off. Uh, We just have Vince Dunn calling in. Uh, we didn't expect this, but Vince Dunn is calling on the podcast just to give a lowdown on uh, to kind of be afraid of Bo Horvat. Vince, anything to say? <laughs> he, uh, oh. He's not coming through, but he's saying something about a jock strap. So um, if you're not afraid of Bo, don't worry. Um, maybe game one. Yeah, maybe game one. But uh, but yeah, I watched uh, all the games actually. With mm-hmm. I, since it's COVID, there's nothing really much to do. Like can't go outside, so I watch a lot of hockey. And watch most yeah. of you guys. I think I missed one. Yeah. Uh, but cannot, like I gotta give you guys credit for though because you guys did hand it to the Blues. Although I've been, I we, me and Eric has been arguing this the whole time. I have not been impressed with the Blues this whole time. They, yeah. I feel like they're not in it. I feel like since yeah. the start of the bubble, they were just like not in it. You know? Yeah. No, they but, they they definitely didn't look like themselves. Like I mean, yeah. when we when we went up two nothing on the series, like, and then we lost game uh, the next two games, like Canucks. Canucks fans were ready to like throw in the towel. I'm like, well, what the hell did you expect? Like, these are the defending cup champs. Like, they're not just going to roll over and die. Like, they're obviously going to win a couple games. Like, it's inevitable. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, and I, I think right now, like, for the Canucks, like, you guys ever heard of Tyler Mott? This guy's pretty hot. Oh, my God. Oh, if you start with this Pierre Maguire, Tyler Mott, you can't talk about analytics in this motherfucker. <laughs> I to God. Pierre Maguire saying, yeah, but guys, from the University of Michigan, one more time. <laughs> wait, is he, wait, is he from the University of Michigan? I swear, that's why I heard. I know he's been saying it about a couple Canucks as well, well too. You know what? We're a fact-based podcast, so it's a fact that he's he's a Michigan Wolverine. Just just to spite um, you, Dave, just because you love Michigan, <laughs> so we'll just call it Michigan for now. <laughs> uh, fuck that up. Eric likes to give me crap for being a hater, so I just yeah. Bring it up. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, but the thing is, though, is like, yes, there are no analytics to back up Tyler Mott. There isn't none. But also, <laughs> yeah, like, four, four goals in the regular season. How yeah, you know, know what? I'm just gonna get ahead of the story. Thirty four percent on the play on the on the face off dot. That's not really impressive, but he's a winger. <laughs> So I'm just going to get ahead of that story. Yeah, he's already better than William Carlson. Yeah, exactly. Listen, listen, if you put a defenseman on the faceoff against William Carlson, the defenseman will probably win. Dude, honestly, <laughs> I'd love to see Quinn Hughes take a draw against William Carlson. I think Quinn Hughes would go like eight for ten. That <laughs> would be entertaining. Yeah, I think the only, only faceoffs that William Carlson is when he's the ceremonial ones at the beginning of games. He's probably, he's probably volunteering to go up so he can snap it back to his team. Yeah. There's, pad there's actually a – there's actually a funny story about Shea Theodore about and faceoff is because the NHL credited him with one faceoff and that he won. So in his career stat, he has a one faceoff uh, 100% win, win, 100% win. He's never taken it. I, he doesn't know why he got that credit. That's what it is. You'd think you'd, you'd definitely remember that as a, as a defense. <laughs> yeah, defense. exactly. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. I've got kind of a general question. And um, so it's a bit of an admission um, when I, when we, before kind of, we got our opponents in, and we were talking to a local radio guy, just about which opponent we would like to draw, um, in terms of Ve- like, we were comparing Vegas, Colorado. So, yeah. um, I, I said, I would much rather play Vegas. And the reason is because it's, you know, Colorado is, is kind of like a version of Vancouver with the, like the heavy, heavy first line star ridden lineup. And they're just better at than us at that. Like they have better stars, more experienced, older guys. Um, whereas Vegas, you know, there isn't really that star player. Like there's not that, that household mm. name and stuff like that. And, and so I think the clash of styles really is going to bode well for Vancouver. If the star players can play well, um, that being said, I've, I've noticed that the way that your team is described where it's fast, it's a unit, it's all cohesive and it's all a play style rather than a person with talent is kind of fearful, but I, I'm actually kind of happy with the matchup we drew. Um, now I'll give you guys a, I'll give you guys the floor to kind of rebuttal that. I imagine you're going to say you're quite happy so, with the matchup as well. Mark Stone. So, I hear. Wait, can I jump Mark, in Mark here Stone? for a sec? As soon as you Mark said, Stone? as soon as Elijah said that uh, Vegas doesn't have a star player, Eric, dude, you literally looked like you had an aneurysm. <laughs> like you looked to your wall and you're like, "Who the fuck am I talking to right now?" I was quiet. I was dying laughing, like just for that last second there. I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like Elijah's gonna get laid into. For the record, I don't back up what Elijah said. Oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Eric's eyes would have rolled oh, any more. They would have fallen out of his head. 
Yeah. <laughs> How do you not know Mark Stone? Like, okay, no that's player. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. He's, I don't know, one of the top 10, even if you want to get crazy, top 10 forwards in the league. Yeah. I mean, here, oh, here's the We're deal. officially on the crazy train if that's where we're going with this. Yeah. But oh, it's, uh, I, I mean, there is more to hockey than just points you have to understand that it's Mm -hmm. takeaways it's defensive play there's there's more to hockey than just points mark stone is the best defensive forward in the league ryan o'reilly absolutely abused elias Patterson for the first couple games (laughs) to where travis green would not let elias Patterson on the ice when ryan o'reilly was on the ice they played two minutes i think it was just under three minutes over the last three games because Patterson was terrified of ryan o'reilly Mark Stone is better than Ryan O'Reilly in the defensive zone. He is going to just abuse this poor kid. I can't wait to talk to you guys after the series so you guys can apologize to Mark Stone. <laughs> here's, the thing, here's the thing about Mark Stone. Mark, Mark Stone would have won that Selkie if he was a center. Like, hands down. Yeah, last okay. Year. I, I Ryan can see where I'm coming from. But I, I'm sure you can see where I'm coming from where – no, I like, get it. When, he, he's 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 not your he's not Artemi Panarin, Connor yeah. McDavid. He's not a, he's you know not what? a he Seidel. He's not. He might that. very well take over this series defensively, and that might be the the reason that they win. But he's not going to take over the game offensively, and there's not really a single player like as a unit. This this team can hit you with speed and and oh. like a five man unit attacking. But it's not like a like if you played McKinnon, you're like <laughs> ask Josh the Calgary fan how uh, last year went for him. Like that <laughs> let, was kind let of. Me- let, yeah. let, let me introduce to you to playoff Riley Smith. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is your version of Tyler Mott, isn't it? Because no, Riley. Whoa. Well, Riley Smith, I know you, he's like a twenty-eight goal scorer, but so playoff Riley Smith is there's he's the fourth since what 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 year was it since twenty thirteen? No, since two two thousand eighteen. Seven, yeah, Riley Smith is the fourth leading scorer in the playoffs. Okay. Just behind Ovi, just behind I – can't, I can't think of the stat right now, if you guys remember. Hey, if this is a fact-based podcast, you have to have your stats right. Well, know. you know what? Stats and, and like this. Really, so, you guys, you guys say that Stone's not going to take Eric, over Eric is our slash guy. Hold on. So, you say that Stone's not going to drive play offensively. He's had 20 games for the Golden Knights in the playoffs. 20. Or, no, sorry, 15 games. He has 20 points. He <laughs> is going to be able to be – all Both right. offensive and defensive. He's not just this, oh, he's only going to shut you down. You guys understand that Elias Patterson, your golden child, the, the best absolute player in the world, has less points than him last year and has three more points than him this year. So, yeah. I mean, let's, you, let's know, not... you know what, though? To, to be fair, like, you have to remember and – you know, we're both kind of, both teams are kind of new to the dance in the playoffs. I mean, you guys just came into the league a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and Vancouver, this is kind of the this is this was the first year um where Vancouver kind of had all the assets that we needed. Everyone was signed, everyone had like a season under their belt, and this is the first year that we are in the playoffs. And like this is a team where you know, the expectations, like, no one expected Vancouver to be this far. I mean, shit, like, we were not even, like, we were barely the favorites to beat Minnesota out of the qualifiers, let alone to win against St. Louis. Like, this is a team with, like, for our season, we've all, like, we've exceeded our expectations, in my opinion. We made it to the second round of the playoffs. Like, if we lose to you guys, yeah, it's going to be shitty, and, like, it, you know, it sucks for fans, but... Like this is a pretty good season, you know. Like yeah. we got back. What do we have? Back to back Calder, uh, Calder finalists. Nomination. I think you've had Nomination. three over the last four years. I think because uh, who was before Be- Patterson? Be- you guys Besser. Besser? Besser yeah, and Besser. Hughes. We've had three in a row. Had three. Yeah. Besser. Yeah, but yeah, you guys. You guys are like. I really like this Vancouver team. I'm not. I'm not mm. gonna lie. Yeah, and I love. But I feel like you guys are two or th- like a year or two away from actually being. A legitimate cup contender, though. But That's so, my Car- Carlo, one point on that, and I'd like to ask your guys' opinion on this. While I agree with that, in two years, aren't they more in, in more trouble cap wise because they're going to have to bring Hughes and Pedersen along along with yeah. this this summer they're going or not summer but that's, this offseason yeah. sign Markstrom so that's that's, that's aren't you guys big... in like a calf crunch don't you guys have like one or two years to figure this out again and like and it's so funny Seattle. you bring that up because you know Elijah and I were talking about this and and the cap crunch that you know we're dealing with is obviously with Markstrom right like you know hypothetically if we beat Vegas the 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 deeper Vancouver goes into the playoffs the more 
the more the case is going to be built for Markstrom. Like right now I'm evaluating him at probably a $6 million goaltender. That's that. Yeah. I, I yeah. Eric's pointing up. I think maybe six and a half, but oh, like, dude, we've had radio guys come on here and they, they've said, they think that, you know, they said the offer would be five, seven, five. Yeah. But I, I think you like make the open more. market. He's, he's worth more than six. Yeah. Totally. And he is going to, he is a UFA. So, I mean, he will get there. Yeah. Um, they've talked about the two big UFAs this, this off season being Leonard and Markstrom, obviously. I think Markstrom, if he can look at it and go, Hey, I want to stay at Vancouver. Maybe he takes a, a more team friendly deal, but he's going to be North of six. I have to imagine. Yeah. Um, but and then the following year, you got to figure out both Hughes and Pedersen at the same time. That's not going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I know there was a lot of rumor about, uh, what was it, before the return to play, that they were going to move Besser because they liked Toffoli better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, the Elijah and I were talking about this, I think, I don't know if it was our last episode or the episode before that. But anyway, we were talking about, like, the true assets of the Vancouver Canucks. So, like, you look at, um, like you look at Chicago, for example, Taves, Kane, and Keith. Those were kind of your three pieces that like never moved, I would say. Um, and, and they got like amazing deals. So I think for Vancouver fans, I think what it's, it's hard to wrap uh, their head around because like you can really only have like three or four core guys that like you can actually have on your team. Like McDavid and Dreisaitl are screwing Edmonton's cap and they're only two. Um, so I think kind of going forward, I would say Hughes, Pedersen and Horvat are the three. I mean, your captain, like, Bo Horvat's going to be a great captain for the Canucks. This is his first year. Pedersen, need I say more? Quinn Hughes, this guy's unreal. You know, I'm not afraid to say, like, Besser is expendable in the in this case. Well, I over mean, time. Over time. He's a streaky player. Um, you know, he's a good goal scorer, but, you know, obviously, you know, has he – he had a great rookie season, but, you know, he's kind of – he's been up and down since. So – and Markstrom, like, I would say he's not necessarily a long-term asset because he's older. Um, he's going to want the term. He's going to want the money. And does he deserve it? I mean, that's up for debate. But, you know, those three, I think if I'm Jim Benning, I'm focusing on Pedersen, Pedersen and Hughes because Horvat's already signed and we got to deal with him. Now, well, yeah. how do you guys feel about your backup, Demko? Do you think Demko could come in and carry the team? Be- yeah. I, I, I don't – it's I think if you move on from Markstrom and you go to Demko next year, it's um it, it's I don't think he picks it up where Markstrom left it off, which is which is obvious, but it's tough because if you do that, the regression of this team could be very real. Like yeah. because you know, we're we are where we are because of the way Markstrom played. And if next year status quo on the rest of the players, if if Demko just plays to his capabilities, I think we might regress, which that that in itself will take a toll on the team. So I, you know what it's funny, I'm confident in Demko in two years. I, I'm, yeah, I'm confident but you then. But you're not going to be able to keep him in two years. If you yeah. sign Markstrom, Demko's gone either exactly. by way a, of the um, expansion correct. draft or they'll trade him to Vegas. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, that's – I'm okay. I'm actually – I never used to be okay with that. I was always, you know, keep the young goalie. Like, you, never, you don't get these guys very often. But I, I'm kind of changing my mindset a little bit just with how – like, look at Vegas. I mean, you pick up a goalie from – over from February and he's your starter in the playoffs. Like I think the tandem goalies are, are here to stay. I think, you know, just picking a goalie up and really immigrating him into your system is really is, is just here to stay. So I, I'm not that opposed to moving on from Markstrom if you ask. Yeah. yeah. And there, really there's only a handful of goalies, number one goalies that would stay with their, their team. They originally get drafted with, you know, exactly. one, one yeah. quiz price, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean you. I mean you look at like you know with the expansion coming up, like goalies or, or teams that are running with two goalies. You know Washington is going to have that uh, decision with Samsonov and uh, Holpe. Um, I'm trying to think of another one here. Uh, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Dallas tri- with Bishop and Kadobin. Yeah, and same and even like Pittsburgh with Jari and Murray. Like that. That's those are decisions that are going to have to be made. So if Vancouver decides to walk from Markstrom, you know it's not going to be. It may not yeah. be the end of the world. And you know what? I, I think this is an important point to add on just for every team because I, I hate when people shit on GMs that have actually done a pretty reasonable job. And one of the biggest wrinkles that's going to be into everyone's cap system is COVID, dude. Like, like every GM saw an increase in the cap over the next three to five years, and that's not happening anymore. Like, 
you can't, no one can sit here and say that they expected this and this kind of financial implication. So that's going to make it very hard for the Canucks considering, like you said, we're signing our best two players in the next two years. Now Benning gets a ton. I obviously from, from outside the Vancouver bubble, Benning gets shit on an awful lot. How, I mean, do you guys support what he's done or do you guys, I mean, because if you look at just a pure, Hey, look at the deals he signed. He has some pretty bad ones. Now he has some decent trades. He yeah. has a mm-hmm. lot of great draft picks, but Tyler Myers at that number, I mean, yeah, well, you Louis Erickson, I'll, there's I'll some try bad to ones. You with a few quick opinions is that I think people hate him because he looks like a Seth Lord, but yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's what people hate. Belichick. Yep, yeah. Yep, that, that's sense. just check, like check off all your boxes. Um, I like him. I, I think there isn't a GM in the league that's going to make no mistakes. Um, Zero. Yep. No. And, we we, we traded we traded a first, a second, and a third for Tomas Tatar, and then gave him away. So, yeah, so <laughs> well, yeah, we got Pat ready for him. Yeah, though, but so. I mean, tr- I, I'm a big fan of drafting, and I think he's played a huge part in drafting the way we have. Um, and and some of the deals suck, but you know what? That that that's life, right? Yeah. And and honestly, like I find like UFAs like. You know, they, UFAs are notorious, like July 1st, like they're notorious to being overpaid, like people that perform in the playoffs, like it happens. And, you know, from before I joined stick and rank, like I grew up in Calgary, so grew up a Flames fan. So from the outside looking in, um, you know, Benning, yeah, I fully agree. There were obviously some really shitty deals that he made with Erickson, I think was one of them. I was even surprised with Tyler Myers. I thought, you know, he worked in Winnipeg because that blue line was just so monstrous that it was just a full unit. Like it wasn't a single guy. Um, but I think it's been the drafting that's really saved the Canucks. Like they've gotten some unreal year players year through year. the draft. Yeah. Like year after year. Yeah. So, it, so like, I don't mind. Patterson and Hughes, they're so fun to watch. Yeah. yeah they're, yeah, they're fantastic. It, it is modern day hockey really, right? Yeah. So. Um, okay. So I kind of wanted to wrap this up and I'm going to do it with, um, an opportunity for all six of us, yes, including you, Raffle. Grab your mic. Uh, you won't need it for another probably minute and a half, though, because we'll get to you. Uh, I'm going to give us a, a chance, all of us, to roundtable our predictions, but I'm going to preface it, boys. And I don't know if you're going to like this because I'm going to try and influence your opinion, okay? Oh, God. So, they're not, they're not going to pick against Vegas, dude. This if is, anything, you'll yeah, swing them by. Like, down for Vegas and six and move I've, on with life. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this. I've, this has been my back pocket this whole fucking recording, dude. I've been waiting to unleash this stat onto you and your fan base. Oh, God. It's okay. going to be a face-off thing, guys. Let's, Just prepare yourself. Uh, no, not. <laughs> contrary right. to popular belief, it won't be. Um, so the best stat for the Canucks is – it has to do with shots on goal. So the Canucks, shots on goal allowed. We are 28th in the league because we, we give up a whole shit ton of shots. Vegas Golden Knights, they actually get the most shots in the league. Oh, God. Uh, at first, with 34 <laughs> yeah. and a half per game. And so Fuck me. Now, I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> Yo, Vegas during, at seven, guys. During, during the Chicago, I think it was a senior retirement. Was there, there was some sort of night where we played Chicago. Was it a senior retirement night? Maybe. I, I think Markstrom got like 50-some shots on yeah, him. Yeah, I remember that. And he played out of his mind shut out. Uh, so the guy likes shots. He likes pucks. He likes rubber. So um, you guys. <laughs> so really one game. By, so by one league. game in the last couple of years, he's done well. Let's hang our hat on that. I like it. Yeah, dude, that's what Canuck so fans do, dude. That's all we do. So I, I don't mean to really like sway your decision with that, but just don't shoot the puck that much. So why don't we go to our predictions here? We'll start with you, Carlo. All right. Uh, we actually came out with our prediction uh, graph. We do it uh, after every round, oh. and I have it on there. Uh, obviously, I'm picking Vegas, and I have it in five. Okay. The disrespect starts Carl, early. The disrespect. Wait, also, I'm detecting. Oh, listen. Hey, wait, also, I, I, I see five because I. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Filipino. There oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Dude, the Filipino community is huge in Vancouver. I work. I work yeah. He's in, in the West Coast. Yeah. It's a lot. I used to live in California. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. Cali life moves to Vegas. Yeah. Jeez. The, the only thing is, is when I, whenever I try and go on a healthy diet and I'm working with all my Filipino friends, like, they just love giving food to people, and it's just so oh, tough because you're like, dude, I'm yeah. eating healthy, and they're like, it, it kind of, it's like offensive you, almost. And I'm like, you, you can't okay, leave, uh, yeah, you can't leave a, a Filipino house without eating something. No, exactly, you, you have to. But okay, so, I, no, don't don't take us five as a disrespect because I respect Markstrom enough to steal him one, to steal one game. Okay, <laughs> all right. Why don't Why don't we chuck it over to Dave here? Uh, I said Vegas in six because of Markstrom stealing two games. And just because, like I said, I like watching Patterson. I like watching Hughes. And Horvath is playing well, too. Dude, look at Eric's face, man. This guy's going to say Vegas in four. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already on record Vegas in six. I do think Vancouver 
Uh, I think they're young guys. I think Pedersen, if, if there's a game that Vegas takes a couple penalties, I think uh, Vancouver like will uh, take advantage of that and win mm-hmm. a game like that. I mean, most of their goals against uh, St. Louis came from the power play. I th- there was a stat out there, I think, in the games that they won, they were 7 of 13 on the power play. In the games that they lost, they were 0 for 10 on the power play. So mm-hmm. it's going to come down to the power play for sure when it comes to Vancouver. I think there will be a game that Vegas takes too many penalties. Uh, Vancouver takes advantage of that, and I think Markstrom steals a game for him. But I do believe and fairly confident in uh, Vegas in six. Uh, they are the big favorites right now. All right. All right, all right. We have the nightly podcast on here. I think we're going to chuck it over to Raffle to really – Really butter up the boys with this guy knows record. nothing about hockey for the record. So if he says so, so if he says Vancouver and four, don't even argue that. No, no, just no, no, accept no, no, it. No, no, no. He's gonna betray it. He's gonna he's gonna say Calgary and five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vancouver Calgary next series coming up. Uh, I was gonna say Vegas and six. Oh, you're such right. a dick. See, Why are you joining us? Yeah, but I'm you. Yo, you got something for a producer? This guy's smart. He's a smart man. He's a smart man. This guy just loves Planet Hollywood, man. He just wants to be in Vegas all the time. I would love to go back to Vegas. Yeah, we're huge um, Vegas fans. Hey, you gotta stop. Hey, when this whole COVID thing is done, you gotta stop. Uh, you gotta stop by and go watch a game together. Oh, oh, I, oh I've been later. to I've been to a Knights game and it was fucking electric. I was yeah. buzzing. It felt like a playoff game and I was buckled off four locos from Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah, like that's... a pretty standard Vegas day. <laughs> exactly. You, you'll find us there because I know Eric and I and AJ we have season tickets. Carlo comes quite a bit too. So yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, so we we're going to Vegas. That. Be, been wa- been wanting to uh, go to Vancouver someday too, so oh, maybe yeah, dude, it's, it's yeah. a, I, I would have probably been able to go because the last game the re- the season before the pause would have been Vegas and Vancouver and Vancouver. I had planned on going to that as well too. We got we got this really cool place down on Granville Street called the Roxy. You guys gotta check it out. <laughs> All, right. All right, you guys are yeah. You guys go, now, you guys picking Vegas too, right? What? <laughs> You guys are picking Vegas too, right? Uh, no yeah, chance. Yeah, okay. you know you have Vegas in six. What? what? So, so why? The, the reason why I'm concerned is because I just think the overall stamina of both teams is very impressive. I think Vegas is going to play really well, and the whole shots on goal stats a really big one. I think they're also going to outmuscle us a little bit here. Oh, fuck a revo, which dude. is going to be a big, big thing. And it. then the other thing that I'm concerned about is games five and six, the double header. It's I think back to back Monday and then Tuesday. And we Raph, didn't welcome see... to the party. What I was going to say is we didn't see a good performance out of us on the doubleheader with St. Louis. Like we, Fact. we burnt out on, what was it? Game, four, uh, both, three, both, game of three. Them. both of them. Yeah. yeah well, 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 game three, we played hard and then went to overtime yeah, okay. and then you saw that energy carry over from overtime into game five yeah. or game four. Sorry. And it's just, it sucked. It was tough. To well, so we've got Raffle, the, the realist over here. Uh, uh, I'm going to say Vancouver in six. Um, I think there's going to be some gully turmoil. Uh, in that so i think if vancouver can kind of do the same thing that they did with st louis when the first two games um you know i think if they're that's going to cause some doubt in whoever they start in net and it's going to cause some flip-flop and they're not really going to know who to turn to um and then the pressure's on from whoever takes game three and four so i'm going to say uh vancouver and six okay i like the breakdown josh um (laughs) So oh, I've been wrestling with my mind a little bit. Uh, last night I was drunk. I said Vancouver in four. You know, I've, I've moved off of that thought a bit. Um, <laughs> I've sobered up a little bit since. And maybe that was a bit irrational. I'm willing to say Vancouver in seven. I've given you guys the, the extra game because I don't think Tyler Myers is going to be ready for game one. Maybe not even play. I, I haven't heard any word on Tyler Myers. He's actually a big swing vote for me. If, like, if I'm talking realist here, if he doesn't play in this series, it's going to be tough sledding for the defense i mean we saw the holes on our team when when we were missing myers so but if he comes back game two game three anytime like that i'm really liking the way our defense looks um other than that i think that mark stone's probably going to finish maybe dash six in this series uh, <laughs> ryan reeves might have a two-game sussy at some point um i really hope that revo just doesn't hurt little little quinn hughes like i'm so scared dude i if i see him jump on the ice if i'm fucking travis green i'll be like huggy bear get off the ice dude, i think i think the the coaching staff of the canucks they're gonna sit down antoine Roussel and they're gonna say listen rooster we love the way you reacted on sammy blade you got to punch him before he gets his gloves off and then, <laughs> 
say I'm actually, Break his jaw. Break his jaw. I'm actually a little bit more concerned when Revo's on the ice for us because Yus is just gonna run around him. Yeah, <laughs> this guy can't skate. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not, he can't. He can't hit Hughes if he can't catch him. No, totally. <laughs> that's the problem. What was better than Hughes's reaction on that overtime goal on the pass? He just kind of oh sits there on the ice and just kind of looks up, looks up at whoever he was in the Blues and is like, "Yeah, game over." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. The whole world just wants to know what he said to him. That's all. That's all we wanted. Also, isn't that a fairly odd play to because if Hovat doesn't bury that, the play's still going on. Shouldn't he be down in the zone? Yeah, sure. <laughs> He's probably going for a change, dude. Those feet are moving a mile a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like that goes- uh, what, what kind of time on ice do you think he'll have? Because he is clearly the X factor when it comes to to. Um, the Vancouver blue line. He, yeah. I mean, he controls play. When he was on the ice, it was like 55% expected goals. When he was off the ice, it was 41% expected goals for Vancouver. So he is clearly the play driver when it comes to Vancouver. Can he play 30 minutes a night? Because he's going to need to. Yeah, uh, honestly, I think I don't think he's up in the Duncan Keith territory. Those small little lungs, I don't think, have the capacity yet. <laughs> yeah. um, give him, Give him five or six years and he'll be up there, but if he get honestly, like if he plays 25, 26, I, I'm totally fine with that for sure. Played, I think he played 28 in game five. Yeah. So, uh, he's so got it. he can do it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think we're going to wrap it up here, boys. Uh, the guys from Vegas nightly podcast. Uh, do you guys want to plug your social media and just where, where people can find your show? Uh, yeah. Our show is called, uh, Vegas, at Vegas nightly. Uh, all our, our posts out on Mondays as well too. We do, at the end, we have our five-minute major news for talking points around the league. Everything else, we talk about the different rounds of the playoffs, talk about how Vegas is doing each game. Uh, we do contests every once in a while. So we try to make it fun. I mean, it's just like we're a bunch of guys hanging out at the bar just talking hockey. Yeah. I don't know if you guys got that, the, uh, the five-minute major news. It's a, it's a play on the, the, the horrible thing that happened to us last year. Oh, shit. four points! Oh, yeah, that's four points in five minutes. That's also the play is that we're going to tell Bo Horvat if we're down three, just to go make sure <laughs> someone hits you in the dome off the, off the face off. We don't have Cody. We don't have Cody anymore. So it's going to happen. What, though, if, we, if we if we lose to you guys, I hope you guys play Dallas and Joe Pavelski just fucking goes to town. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. Okay, so now now all our fans know their Twitter handle. Uh, please start attacking them daily. And uh, boys, we can't thank you enough for coming on. All right, thanks guys. For thanks for having us. It was a great yeah, time. No problem. It, it was fun, guys. Adios. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the interview with the Vegas Nightly Boys. Obviously, we did our best to stand up for the Canucks and the Canucks fan base. We really gave it to them. So, except for Raf. Yeah, fuck, fuck <laughs> Raf. Just big old simp here, brother. I made I made a good point. You know what? He <laughs> made an educated decision. Yes. On his and Raf, if anything, is probably the most unbiased person. Actually, yes. I shouldn't say that. But uh, on this topic, I'm pretty unbiased. Yeah, exactly. For something that he doesn't feel strongly. Strongly about. Um, okay, we're going to wrap up this episode by going through our predictions, right? Game picks. Game picks. So, East first, because fuck the East. Yeah, get it out of the I way. I think that's the only thing that us and the Vegas guys can agree on. West, <laughs> yeah. let's go. How yeah, are you? Fuck ya? every other time zone. Pacific only. Yeah, Pacific only. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let's jump into the Islanders-Philly series first. Um, I got Philly in six. Oh, is that exactly your pick? <laughs> oh, no. What do you mean? Dude, I'm saying the Islanders in five. I, dude, Philly barely fucking beat Montreal. Yeah, they're a bunch of water bugs, dude. Montreal's um, a good squad. Dude, yeah, I got to stop going against the Islanders here. Yeah. like I'll uh, continue it for you. Don't dude, worry. Dude, yeah, sure. I'm fine. I think... Dude, I think the Islanders are going to work Philadelphia. I think Kevin Hayes. I think Sean Couturier. I think I think Katahat's going to fucking dominate. I don't know, dude. I can't even name like more than like probably three players on uh, on uh, Travis Sanheim. No, on not I, on oh. Philly. On um, on the Islanders. On the Islanders, like okay. you got Ebbs, you got Bars, you got Bovillier, Anders Lee. But who the JT fuck do Pajot. you have on defense? Oh yeah, you know who's Nick their goalie? Uh, Simeon Varlamov. <laughs> okay cool yeah so, so that's why you're picking them sorry that's why you're picking the Islanders? i just think people are just gonna doubt them philly i don't trust them i don't trust carter hart yet i think he got blown up a little too much in, okay. uh, by montreal and, and to be honest though but no but the the thing is though is montreal very much like the vegas guys said about chicago they deserved a different fate in that series yeah agreed you know um okay the boston tampa bay Series, which I think is something that we're all hoping Jesus is going to be the best Christ. series. I've got Tampa in seven. 
Um, I'm generous giving Boston seven. I think they might be done in four, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Tampa and six. I just, I think, fuck Boston. That's my I, only sentiment. Honestly, I wouldn't. Yeah, you can't go against Tampa Bay, and and with the struggle that you know, just not having a solid goaltender for for Boston right now, yeah. with with Halak, like. Can he get it done? I just I don't see that happening. If Tuca was there, oh baby, we got a series. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the case. So you know, Tampa Bay, you're 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 going. You're, you're going on your Eastern way, Conference baby. Final. You're gonna muck it over with the Flyers too in the next round. Yeah. Good luck to that. Yeah. All right, let's jump over to the West with the Colorado Dallas series. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna differ on this one because I've got Colorado, and I just don't. I don't know. I feel like you underestimate Colorado. I've got Colorado in in six. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that one. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pick Colorado. I think though, you know, is there a slight chance? Like, what's wrong with Ben Bishop? There's something I, wrong with him. I think it's that Kudobin plays up quite a bit. Like, like he plays, he raises his level, and he's been playing. No, uh, but I'm not is, using great words. Here, isn't Bishop hurt? I don't know about that. I don't think so. Oh man, I think I it's just like he, he hasn't been dominant, and Kudobin's been pretty good. So they. They split a little bit of time. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you look at goaltending, um, I think it's probably a dead split between Kadobin and Grubauer. I would maybe give the the edge to Dallas in that just yep. a little bit. Um, but, dude, this this defense for Dallas, they are going to get fucking tested. Yep. Klingberg fucking strap on, buddy. Lace yeah. him out nice and tight because McKinnon's coming and he is oh, going to burn you. Yeah. Um, and Heiskanen and, you know, they're going to have their work cut out. So, if they can, if they can just somewhat hold the, and I say this every series, if you can just be comfortable with that line barely scoring on you, they're gonna score. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and say that they're gonna get shut down because they're not. Yeah. That line is impossible to defend. Um, but you know, I think Sagan had some shitty puck luck uh, against Calgary. I think Jamie Ben did. I think Radulov did. Like their big guys weren't scoring and they barely squeaked out of that series. Yeah. Um, except for a seven four victory in game six. How are you? <laughs> um yeah, I, I I'm gonna still say Colorado, but yeah, I man, I wanna say Dallas so bad. Mm-hmm. I wanna say Dallas. Bitch. No, I won't. I'm gonna say Colorado. I just I think that top line is just they're too fucking dominant and there's gonna be mistakes, there's gonna be penalties, and congratulations, you've got Kale McCarr on your blue line just firing pox at Kadovin. Yeah. So <laughs> All right. I'm saying Colorado in six, same as you. Beautiful. The series we've all been waiting for. Vancouver in four. Next. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Vancouver in Wait, seven. We said it over the interview. Yeah, oh, shit. Fuck. Maybe cut that out. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, wait, because it's already after the interview. I'm totally getting this. I know what, I know what we're doing. My dick sucks. <laughs> little little dicky quote. Um, that's it, guys. That's it. Episode, you heard our prediction on the interview. Episode 75, it's in the books. It's a little bit of a rough ending with a 30 seconds there, but... So this episode is going to drop after game one. So yep. go Canucks, go. This is being recorded on Saturday. So the day before... Um, game one of Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks, baby. I am fucking hyped. I am fired up. Let's go. Woo! Oh, harder, baby.